City of Stars. If you saw my match on pop quiz, the nerd chronic video chronic pop culture quiz <laughs> okay. thing last night, you'll see I officially beat Brandon Hanna. You've got yeah. that's my computer I had unmuted. <laughs> God, you're such a noob. <laughs> Anyways, roll that footage. Yes. It's my computer I had unmuted. <laughs> you know, I talk about being a noob, and I just completely screw that whole thing up. Yeah. The answer's chicken on a stick. Yeah, Okay. What's going on, guys? We're the Cine Fanatics. My name is Chris Adams. And I'm Robert Adams. And welcome to the tagline. This is a show where the tagline is the title of the show. Oh, that is the title of the show? It's weird. It's also the tagline. Oh, go figure. It's... I wonder who did that. That's very interesting. Very fortunate it turned out that way. They were very smart, whoever they were. Woo, this is a weird way to start the show. What's going on, y'all? It is Tuesday night. It is 9.30 p.m. Central Time. This is the tagline. We are the Cine Fanatics. We covered that, and you are here watching <laughs> us. <laughs> Don't ever do that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for uh joining Margarita. us tonight uh we've got a lot to cover tonight so let's get started how are you doing doing better now i got a marg oh fantastic yeah so uh speaking of margaritas just to let you know uh tonight we're running a, a special we're sponsored by jimmy buffett yeah <laughs> <laughs> wasted away yeah they, they got it they got it uh so <laughs> like i said tonight we're running a special half off Half prices off for, for new people yeah so if you're new to the stream uh just to let you know that uh we will accept your donations in the form of stream labs preferably stream labs uh or super chats if you feel like doing super chat if you're more comfortable doing that but the special tonight it is half off so whatever you are planning on donating just take half off we're cool with that we're we're completely for for an example if you were thinking about dropping fifty dollars think about dropping a hundred and then drop that fifty if you're planning on dropping five, feel free to drop. Or yeah, five. Feel free I to drop already got it. I nailed it. You yeah, just, okay. yeah, I nailed it. You, yeah. I hit the punchline. You, we're good. We got it. Uh, let me see. <laughs> oh yeah, I can't click on uh, I can't click on comments and highlight them on this one. <laughs> okay, Garth. Uh, just like with your mattress, don't rip off the tagline unless you own the mattress. If you own the mattress, you are safe and free to do so according to law. I mean, just don't tell anybody. Uh, anyways, yeah, so if y'all have any questions, comments, feel free to drop in the Streamlabs Super Chat. Uh, there's also the Patreon up here. Patreon has been a lot of fun lately. Pa Patreon's getting to be a fun thing. You can explore and play around with. Yeah, you can do uh, watch-alongs like we did last month with Iron Man and like we did just this past Tuesday with The Stuff. Tuesday? Tuesday, Saturday. I'm so... Hi. What were you saying about noob? You don't get to insult me anymore. I'm just tired, y'all. I mean, if if, if y'all saw my Twitter this morning, I'm still dead tired. So... Yeah, so we did the uh, watch-along for the stuff on the Patreon. Stuff. And we had special guest Tim Franco on there because Tim Franco likes those Melt movies, and I don't. And that was the first time I ever saw that movie. And that was a really fun time. If you have not seen our watch-along, which I presume most of you haven't, because you weren't there live when we were doing it. Uh, 
I, I recommend checking it out. Honestly, it was a lot of fun. It it was a blast. That movie is is fantastically stupid. Oh yeah, it's horrible. And, but it is so much fun to watch. And here's the thing. Again, for for those of you out there who are like me and hate horror movies, I was able to easily watch it, and it was just. <laughs> It was just laughable the entire time. Yeah. It was more of a comedy, really, than it was a horror. Yeah, and uh, I know we mentioned it during the live stream of that, but that was actually one of, like, the critics of that movie. That was one of their drawbacks. Is like, you got all the comedy. You nailed that perfectly fine. You forgot the horror. This movie's supposed to be a horror movie, and there's no horror in it. Unless you count the scene as sweaty palm. Sweaty palm. Oh, there's another sweaty palm. Oh, you got a sweaty palm, too. Sweaty yeah, palm. sweaty palm, sweaty, sweaty palm. palm. That's <laughs> not happening anymore. Sweaty palm, sweaty, sweaty palm. palm. Who, who was talking about it? I mean, was it you? Oh, it was somebody here. It was you, wasn't it? <laughs> it was it? you, yeah. wasn't it? Oh, look, another sweaty palm. My name's Mo. You know why they call me Mo? Because <laughs> someone hands me some money. I always want some Mo. Yeah. That's some of the fun stuff. Go check out that uh, watch along that we did on Patreon. Uh, uh, $10 on up, the Avengers tier. Yeah, if you're not at the, t- the Avengers tier, yeah, what the heck. Do it for a month. Check it out. Watch the two watch alongs we got up there. See if you like it. Stick around for the $10 tier or bump back down to wherever you're at. Just try it out. Yeah. Uh, let's check out the... Uh, the chat real quick. Uh, right off the bat, Movie Fenobi. I like this guy. Movie Fenobi uh, saying that our thumbnails uh, suffering from the googly eye syndrome. That's true. It, that's true. Uh, I'm a big fan of the googly eyes just because I like the uh, emphasis it makes on the picture. Nice. It puts the wrong emphasis on the on the, <laughs> on the wrong it. syllable. Got it. <laughs> um, speaking of googly eye, that was actually oh yeah, I didn't even think of that one. <laughs> You just had a whole train of thought in your head that I, I'm not catching. I didn't realize that that was said by Mike Myers when he did have googly eyes, oh, basically, yeah. in view from the top. Yep. Yeah. That's right, guys. You tuned in to the tagline, and we're making view from the top references. Oh, yeah. This is some high-quality uh, banter right here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Movie Fenobi, right off the bat, dropping the uh, 999 uh, Super Chat. Thanks, er- sir. Early talks, but now Warner Brothers and Keaton's agents can see the popularity. I think this would be amazing. Not the Flash part, but the Keaton Batman part. Oh, hi, Adams versus Adams versus Arkham. Uh, Arkham. Yeah, we're definitely going to be getting into some Batman talk tonight, I think. Ooh, all the Batman talk, all the same Bat channel, same Bat stream. Margarita. (laughs) It's not even a real one. Uh, Shut up. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, real quick going through the chat, uh, it said, hi, movie Fenobi, uh, Garth McMurray is in the chat. Tyler, what's going on, Tyler? Uh, let's get ready to talk Schmodown podcast. Sugar is, Bear! Is that Suge Knight That's in the chat? Sure. Uh, let's also mention That's that. Sure. Let's mention that real quick, that apparently it looks like we're going to be doing the, uh, let's get ready to talk Schmodown podcast. I'm ready to talk Schmodown. Yeah. Schmodown sounds like a fun thing to talk about. We're ready to talk Schmodown. We'll do it at the end of this, we're, we're gonna and then we're going to do it again on Friday. We're going to do it on this show, then we're going to do it on Friday, and then we're going to do it on Tuesday next week. It's just, we're going to talk about Schmodown all the time. Which is funny, because I talk about Schmodown all the time at work, too. In fact, my coworkers like, would you shut up about the Schmodown? We don't care. Yeah, we don't care. Start caring. I'm going to be on it. <laughs> um, At some point, maybe. Hopefully. Uh, next year so yeah that's gonna be uh this friday let's get ready to talk Schmodown podcast make sure you go over there subscribe to those guys be on the lookout because that episode will be popping up uh, no it's ferris or is it justin it doesn't matter you're all sugar bears to me yep that's the sugar bear crew that's the sugar bear crew it's like gummy bears only maybe not gummy well i was i was actually saying it's the suge knight crew mm. death row <laughs> and we're no longer doing that show. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, Movie Fenobi says your cat is thirsty. Okay. Well, 
Sometimes. I feel like I watered her. Uh, and yes, I did get a haircut. I, b- I believe that your cat is fixed. Mm-hmm. Fixed. She's not broken. Sweaty I believe she's fixed, so she's probably not that thirsty. Yeah. She, at this point, she's asexual. Yeah. <laughs> she does like her food. She she is food sexual. Ew. What? No. That's not what this channel is for. She li- really, really likes to eat. I'm picturing... Uh, As definitely your cat. Uh, I'm picturing uh, Chris Evans in uh, Not Another Teen Movie. <laughs> he does the whipped cream bikini, making fun of uh, Varsity Blues, but he has it with like the bananas and stuff. It's hilarious. You know who else was in that movie? Sam Levine. Oh. Well, yeah. Yeah. The Inglorious one. The Inglorious one. Death Row for Life. That's awesome. Uh, anyway, so... Yeah, this has been a very jam-packed week. Jam-packed. In fact, I, I, I forgot to buy some jam. That's how packed it was. That was a stupid joke. I am so sorry. I, I apologize for that one. Boo! Um, I, I, I'm sorry. And you know what? Y'all have a great night. Click him off stream. Oh, you can't do that here. Yeah, you're stuck. You're stuck here. I mean, I could just walk over you, there. But... You literally could, but I'm not about to do a two-hour <laughs> show by myself. Anyways, uh, yeah, been super busy this week. Um, catching up on all these uh, all these videos we're doing, the streams. A lot of fun. I'm oh, yeah. having a blast, but yeah. Uh, and uh, I've also uh, taken on a, 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 another thing that has been uh, so much fun to do, and that was doing uh, graphics for Roca. Yeah. I've been working on... Uh, so, John Roca, the outlaw, over on his channel, he's doing... Uh, a couple of new videos for his Patreon, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he has asked me to do the graphics for these new shows. So I've been having a blast creating these graphics, and I don't know what that was, but yeah, he's sitting there every time he's working on a new graphic. He's going. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, so that, that's been a lot of fun doing that. Yeah. Because I can sit back, listen to someone else's stream, or play some music and just work on... And then you can show them to me, and I can tell you they're bad, and then you can redo them, and then I can tell you they're good. <laughs> we're, we're a partnership here. That's usually how it works. Uh, so, because of that, I really haven't been able to uh, follow up on any new movies. I did see a bunch of new movies. Nobody's able to follow up on new movies, Well, man. I mean, I haven't watched any new movies for the first time. Not, not for like another couple weeks. Anyway. Yeah, no, we got that. <laughs> but uh, I haven't watched new movies. I've been just re-watching some before I go to bed. I watched a new movie. Uh, yeah, you watched the stuff. The stuff. The stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, I've, I've actually, like, I, I think I watched, it took me... Pretty much an entire week, and I've watched pieces of Fellowship of the Ring right before going to sleep. Took me two nights. Uh, two nights for that. Jeez. I haven't started Twin Towers yet. Twin Towers, two towers. I keep making that. I keep saying that every time. It's not the Twin Towers. That's that. That was the that was the World yeah, Trade Center. L- l- yeah. <sighs> uh, Margarita. Here we go. So. Yeah, I, I've caught literally, literally the second time I've ever done that. I've 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 caught up on at least Fellowship of the Ring. That was an entertaining movie. I enjoyed it a lot more. I'm starting to enjoy this movie like more and more as I watch it. And I'm not again, I'm not a big fantasy guy, but it was pretty good. What's really cool, and I would highly recommend this, especially since uh, the month is about to be up. I would recommend getting on the HBO Max and watching the Hobbit movies while you can, or you know if they pop up on some other streaming service later, I guess you could do that too. But uh, reason being is, and I know we've talked about this before the stream, but this is kind of also directed to those who, for some reason, haven't 
also like me prior to last week haven't watched the hobbit movies uh i would recommend watching the hobbit you good that was a lot of salt all right Ooh. i definitely recommend watching the hobbit movies though because if you go back and you watch them and then you watch say the beginning of fellowship of the ring Ooh. everything's connected which obviously duh of course it's all connected it's all middle earth stuff but it, how it's connected just really really took me out my surprise because it's been a while since i've seen uh, fellowship of the ring so going back and watching it fresh after the Hobbit movies was really cool. Um, <sighs> Which is saying a lot because I was never that big of a fan of the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, same thing. We're, just, we're not big fantasy movie people. The, the Middle Earth, the Middle Ages type stuff just doesn't grab me as much. But mm-hmm. having watched the Hobbits and now watching Lord of the Rings, I'm kind of I'm kind of am enveloped into that world and I'm actually enjoying it a lot more than I did before. So we'll we'll be completely caught up on all of this like fantasy stuff by the time the Inner Geekdom tournament is over. Oh, exactly. <laughs> so we're like, "Oh, now we can answer questions about Lord of the Rings and Middle Earth and now it's over and we're yeah. not going to see anything from that for until probably the end of the year." Or Maybe. If and when they're able to do those uh, title matches and first con- number one contender matches, which I think are the number one contenders at least are going to be happening here pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, so other than the stuff, did you watch any other new movies this past week? I don't think so. Yeah. Not really. So, yeah. Been busy. A lot to catch up on. Um, been fun, but yeah. I haven't been able to squeeze anything. I know there's a couple of new movies uh, that have at least popped up on HBO Max mm-hmm. and I did give a good uh perusing of what was what's available on the Shutter streaming service nice the casual ho- perusing the horror movie streaming hey, service there's that's some, a streaming service I don't care about yeah but they've actually got some pretty decent movies on there um and I might be inclined to like check that out for at least like the free 7 day trial our definitions of pretty decent are very different oh most definitely uh, so might do something with that and give like an update on those movies. So check my letterbox link is down in the description. Don't click on my letterbox because uh, you don't have a link in the description. So there's so much to do on that. <laughs> so, so much to do on that. Yeah. Um, anyways, I think that's about it for personal stuff. Uh, was there anything else I'm forgetting? Cause yeah, uh, if you guys haven't seen it yet, uh, I did a little bit of a, a, a dance around it there at the uh, at the beginning here. Anyways, I think Whoa, that's, that's the wrong button. There we go. Um, I was trying to brighten my screen. I hit the volume button by accident. It's okay. Don't worry about it. It's all right. Um, over on the uh, on it's Video Drew's channel. It is Video Drew's channel. The Video Chronic Pop Culture Quiz had a really great one last night. It was uh, Brandon Hanna versus Sabrina on La La Land. And I was there too. Yeah. And if you haven't seen it yet, oh, I recommend you watch it. That was a good match. That was a really good match. Let's just say someone finally took Brandon out. Yeah. Um. So I've been on there a couple of times. Wait, was it Sabrina? Who knows? <laughs> I've been on there a couple of times. I have a lot of fun whenever I play those matches. Yeah. Uh, Eric, Eric, uh, for the most part, does a lot of the question writing. Uh, so does uh, Andres. Andres. Uh, so, both of them have been really good at question writing. Yeah. They, the, the multiple choice options that are available are usually, like, just insane. Yeah, they're, 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 they've all been pretty entertaining, pretty good. But that one that one last night was a blast. It was a blast to play. Uh, I had a ton of fun with it. That's also part of the reason why I'm really tired, because I was supposed to go to bed, but I decided to stay up and support the little brother here. 
Thanks. Good job, little brother. I'm going to hit you. You're over there. There's there's a... Hey, watch this. There's a black bar right here. Yeah, you're going to bump the camera. Okay. So, no one in the chat, huh? <laughs> Not anymore. That was at least worth the five ski. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, great, great match on that. Uh, fantastic. Uh, again, yeah, we actually do not because he was playing in it. But, but because that, that actually gives you a hint as to how Sabrina is going to be competing in the Schmodown. Oh, yeah. And she's going to be a huge threat. Sabrina, Sabrina's going to be, she's going to be dangerous. If Dagnino does not put her in the singles tournament... Next time I see him, I'm going to ask him, what are you thinking? Yeah. Just exactly like that. Sebastian. Yeah. I can't say his last name. Sebastian Maniscalco? Yeah, that one. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I, can't do, I can't do it. I'm not Christian Harloff. Yeah. But, no, yeah you're, no, no, you're not. Sabrina needs to be in, in the singles tournament. She's going to tear that thing apart. Yeah. So. And Brandon did good, too. Yeah, Brandon's all right. <laughs> um, Brandon actually did really good. <laughs> I will give props where props are due. Brandon did very good. So, uh, jumping into some movie news. Yep. Uh, Already, huh? Yeah. All right. So, over this it. past week, uh, it was announced movie theaters are going to be opening. Oh, buddy. They're opening pretty soon. Oh, buddy. Missed those things. Yeah. Um, it's it, it's been a while. It's been a well, when did Bloodshot come out? I know we April, we beginning of April. We've talked about this before. The last movie we saw in a theater was Bloodshot, and I think uh, there's a lot of people, especially those like in the YouTube movie space, uh, that was the last movie they saw. Uh, and then like Ben Bateman, I think he said that's the last movie he saw this as well. Could have been so much better. Uh, actually, and then a couple of people could have been worse. Could have been Cats. Yeah, but a couple of people did manage to go see the premiere of Mulan. Mm. Because it was like the next day is when theaters like, mm, nope, we're going to shut down. And, and they, then they pushed it. And they haven't been able to talk about it this entire time. That and yeah. Longest embargo ever. Yeah. And you know, that's the one that I, I feel like we all want to hear like, okay, can you say anything? Just was it good? Just nod your head. Just was it good? Is this the Disney live action movie that's worth going to see in the theaters? Blink twice for yes. Are you blinking? I can't tell. Was that a blink? It's about as close as I can do without uh, actually like eye strain. getting in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Someone needs to like capture that like, shot. <laughs> that gif will be used for absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, so movie theaters are going to be opening back up. Uh, so it, it came out. At least there's like three m three major ones that came out and made comments. They didn't say exactly. I don't think they said exactly when they were opening. But they did say 10th. right off the what? Probably July tenth. Yeah. So they're opening for a Mulan essentially at yeah. this point. So uh the big announcement that they did make is Regal Cinemas. They're gonna be opening. They require masks. Well, they do now. No. Don't jump ahead. Regal cinemas <laughs> require masks. Alamo Draft House is going to be requiring masks. AMC is not going to be required. Oh, wait. Yeah, no. They are going to be required. Well, they yes. are now. Yeah. There you go. There's the right one. <laughs> well, was, I'm pretty sure that was Regal also. 
no, AM, AMC was the one that first came out said that like they're gonna open the theater. They're not gonna force their people to wear masks, and everyone's like, "Whoa, <laughs> hey, buddy, no one's gonna be going to your theater." I think someone like uh, I, correct well. me if I'm wrong, but I think someone tagged me or tagged them, tagged them on Twitter like a a gif of uh, the dude sneezing in Outbreak. Gosh. The guy sneezing in the movie theater and just the water droplets going all over the place, and then the whole town is on lockdown. Worst thing to tweet. Yeah, that, that's just you're gonna freak everybody out. They're like, "Oh, that's exactly what it's gonna look oh, like." Oh well, Which, maybe we should require masks. Oh, okay. Let's, maybe, maybe a little bit. Yeah, let's put some masks on. Masks on these people. So now they require masks too. The thing I'm most interested in is how many people are actually one gonna be rushing to the theaters because. I've heard both a fair mix and probably a majority of more people on the internet going, nah, not going to do it. So you guys, actually, you guys can sound off in the chat. Uh, are you guys planning on going to see, say, Mulan or Tenet when they open? Or are you thinking about waiting a month, two months? You're just going to wait till a vaccine is a thing? All that kind of stuff. Uh, let us know in the chat what, what your plans are. I know right now we are actually planning on going to see uh, Mulan and Tenet. Yes. Because... Our channel desperately needs more content. I need I need to see a movie in the theater, man. Yeah. I just need to... We've got to be able to do uh, reviews. We've got, got to be able to do those trailer reactions when they drop, which I think we actually, unfortunately, missed one. But Yeah, there was the trailer for uh, Kingsman, Kingsman yeah, that came it. out this we, week. Uh, we might, maybe we still do that one. I don't know. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's the thing. Now, the kicker here is... Uh, yeah, Gar says, how many will keep their masks on? No food or drink? That's the kicker for Alamo Drafthouse because Alamo Drafthouse serves food. Mm -hmm. So you have to keep your mask on until you get your food, and then you can take your mask off and eat. But then once you're done eating, you have to put your mask right back on. And that's like, I, I, don't, I don't know how it is like anywhere else in America, but I know the, the restaurants here that have opened, a lot of them are requiring that you put a mask on when you enter the restaurant, but then yeah. when you get to your table, you can take the mask off to eat and drink. So I want, I'm wondering if it's going to be something like that with Alamo that like, Hey, you have to wear the mask till you get in your seat and then you can take the mask off or you can wear, you can take the mask off once there's actually food at your table. Yeah. See, that doesn't really alleviate a lot of concerns for people though, because the problem is, is that if you, if not wearing the mask, spreads the thing to mm -hmm. everybody then you're gonna be able to spread the thing while you're eating your food in the theater it doesn't matter if you're not wearing your mask until you sit in your seat or not which now you're not only are you spreading your your saliva you're spreading potential germs potentially the the virus you're also spraying your texas toast uh hamburger and tater tots with chili sauce all over my the back of my head i was thinking more of the chicken tenders with the Hatch chili gravy. That's really good too. Yeah. Um, that's that's the thing. And then you got not outside of Alamo, you have the other theaters. You have the Regal. You have the AMC. Concessions. Concessions are a thing. Concessions will always be a thing at theaters. That's how theaters make their money mm -hmm. mostly. Uh, you're gonna sit down with your bucket of popcorn. And you're not going to be able to eat popcorn with a mask on, so you're going to have to take the mask off. Well, just cut a hole in your mask. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so here's the thing with that, though. Uh, Solves that problem like what immediately. That, what that means is if you're an average moviegoer, you're going to sit down with your big bucket of popcorn, take your mask off, start eating your popcorn, and you're going to put your mask back on before the movie even starts. 
Yeah, so now you're, you're going to finish that bucket of popcorn before the movie starts. And then you're spending the whole movie breathing your popcorn breath. Yeah. That's, That's the hardest thing for me is is keeping up with the having to wear a mask for a three-hour, two-and-a-half-hour movie, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wear glasses. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah, I, I know where know, this is going. I don't know if you guys out there who have been out had to be out and about while wearing your mask. The struggle is real, y'all. <laughs> at some point, not immediately, but at some point, your breath starts fogging up your glasses. And the problem with that is you can't see out of your glasses. So why did you spend money on a movie ticket? Yeah. I, uh, you can't see the movie. Here's the thing. I kind of want to reel this back because I think like the internet is overrun with like people complaining about wearing the mask. And I don't want to say I'm complaining about wearing the mask. I completely sure understand. I agree with wearing the mask. Yeah. I don't wear it all the time, but I, I understand. I agree with it. Although we have to, Austin. You have to wear your mask. Yeah, Austin is now requiring uh, people to wear their masks in public uh, stores again. Um but so Garth is saying that movie theaters have never been good about people being bad during movies, using phones, talking loud, bringing screaming baby, etc. Uh, so how good will they be about people keeping their masks on? First of all, <laughs> Alamo. <laughs> if you're familiar with the Alamo Draft House, uh, we actually had one. This was actually uh, what what used to be uh, over uh, the Lake Creek Alamo before it moved over to Lake Lime Mall. For those of y'all who are familiar with the geography of Austin, you understand what I said. If you don't know Austin. Let's but continue on. I'm going to go ahead and assume that's most of the people in the chat. Yeah. Uh, so there's a famous, I think it's on Alamo Draft House's uh, YouTube channel. There is a very famous uh, woman that was kicked out of the Alamo Draft House, and then she called back. It's because she was texting? She was texting. She was using her phone. She Once she was using the, the light of her phone to find her seat, once the theater was already dark. So first rule broken is you showed up after the movie already started. Uh, and then she's got her phone on bright trying to find her chair while everyone else is trying to watch the movie. And then she's sitting there text messaging, so she gets kicked out. Uh, apparently, she doesn't understand the Alamo Draft House, so she calls and leaves a voicemail. And this is the most glorious thing ever because what Alamo Draft House did is they turned around, took that voicemail, put words to it, like actual captions, kind of captions to it, um, and first of all, she kind of sounds like she's a little inebriated. So she's mispronouncing words, and the captions are purposely mm. misspelling those she's words. She's just from the South. Or no, whatever. Okay. <laughs> Drunk from the South. Whatever. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> In some cases. Uh, so she's purpose. Uh, they're, they're purposely misspelling the words that she's saying based off of how she's saying them. And it is hilarious. And I highly recommend. It's like the voicemail complaint Alamo Draft yeah, House. You'll find it. It's essentially her trying to complain to the Draft House going, how was I supposed to know that I couldn't text my phone during the movie? And that's not right. You guys can't be, I know. Re and I, I can't get a refund. I'm never coming back to your place again. And it's like I didn't know I couldn't use my phone because we got freedoms. We got freedoms here in the United States of the America. Ma not United, United States. States of America. We got free. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like I'm never coming back to Alamo Draft House again. Good. We don't want you here. <laughs> yeah. So they they use this this complaint to their their strength. And every like there's tons of likes. Everyone loves this. So <laughs> again, if you haven't seen it, go look for it. It's great. So we say all that to say. As far as at least the Alamo Draft House goes, uh, they're going to slap you if you're not wearing your mask. Oh, yeah. They'll probably be wearing gloves while they do it, but they're going to slap you. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I don't know how anyone else. Is, I can't but... promise any of the regular chain theaters outside of Alamo are gonna are gonna do anything. Yeah, because usually like Regal, AMC, most of their theaters don't serve food. They just have your yeah. regular concessions. So they don't have people running around. Yeah, they don't have people in and out of the theater. They just have like essentially the normal people that are coming in to make sure you're not recording the movie while you're sitting in your chair. Shame on you. You know who you are. You punks. <laughs> anyway, so. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting. Uh, sitting there uh, wearing a mask while watching, while watching movies. We'll see how it goes. I mean, mm-hmm. I think as far as like Alamo go, I, I honestly I cannot. I don't know. I can't see. I can't really see theaters actually enforcing you having to wear the mask for the entire movie. I get it. I understand that that's what you probably should do, honestly. But I can't see them enforcing that. I. I I think it's going to end up being like the restaurant situation where once you're in your seat, as long as you're socially distanced from people in front of you, behind you, to the side of you. Which that they'll probably enforce. Which that, that for sure they'll enforce. They'll block out. They'll, they'll full on block off seats mm-hmm. in whole rows. Uh, I think by that point, once you're in the seat, you can take the thing off. Yeah. But if you get out of your seat, if you get out of your chair, you better have the mask on. If you're going to the restroom, if you are entering and leaving the theater, mask on. I think that's how it's going to be, but we'll be able to report back after we see Mulan. So stay tuned, subscribe to this channel, and hear our full report of how movie theaters are when we go to them again. Uh, how great Mulan looks through a foggy yeah. set of <laughs> pair of glasses. Man, it sure is foggy there. I don't know what it is. Wow, I got a lot of steam and fog in China. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Huh. Uh, moving on to the next piece of news. Uh, Make a man out of me. Yeah. Wow. Someone needs to. Uh, anyway, so nice. moving on to the next piece of news. Uh, Kristen Stewart is playing Princess Diana. No. Pass. Ah, there's a nope. the thing. Like I saw, I saw the pictures of. I'm not on board with this. Of, of younger Princess Diana, and I, I, I definitely see a resemblance. Well, here's the thing. Almost at this point, anybody can look like anybody else. Have you seen Charlize Theron playing Megan Kelly? Well, yeah. That doesn't look like Charlize Theron. I can, I know it's Charlize Theron, but mm-hmm. it looks like Megan Kelly. So they could probably make her look like Diana. I'm just not sold on Kristen Stewart playing Princess Diana. She's had she's had a couple of good like. I'm not saying she's a bad actress. Yeah, but it, it, I don't know. There's there's something about her. I I agree. There's a lot of her stuff. I'm not a huge fan she's of. She's very dry. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Which is, upon retrospect, is not typically a uh, an adjective I would use to describe <clears throat> anyone. <Crickets>. But. <laughs> personality wise she's she's very dry yeah um so that doesn't strike me as the type of person who should be playing a very beloved princess yeah and i, I don't know again it, i i guess it depends on like what they do as far as like makeup and how the, the overall appearance of this movie how it's going to hair, look hair makeup prosthetics uh, stuff also if they get benedict cumberbatch to play uh, prince charles <laughs> I mean, there's a huge age difference there. Wait, but I pulling, mean, are you pulling that from somewhere? No, is that I, real? I just thought of that. I was like, ah, oh, Benedict Cumberbatch could potentially be that. I'm not against. But here's the thing: there's a huge. I, I think there's a huge age difference between oh, Cumberbatch sure. and Kristen Stewart. Oh, for sure. But I can't remember like how big of an age difference there was between Prince Charles and Princess Di to begin with. Uh, Cumberbatch is, I think, in his 40s, early 40s, and Stewart's in her 30s. So. 
It's probably actually not that that huge of a different age difference. But uh, I looked at this and I immediately thought, what? No, no on Kristen Stewart. Uh, who was I saying? Who was I saying should be uh, Emily Blunt? I was saying yes to Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt would be a good Princess Diana. I could see that. I don't think that, especially because so so the kicker here is that I believe this Princess Diana is supposed to be. Ooh, I'm ultimately confused here. <clears throat> it's all three of them. Yeah. Oh jeez. <laughs> hey guys. Hey fools. Hey Chris. Hey Shug. Hey Justin. Hey Ferris. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So. Yeah. The thing. The thing about this storyline is it's supposed to be a younger Princess Diana. So maybe Emily Blunt is too old for that role. Maybe she is. She pay attention. <laughs> yeah. Maybe she is too. Uh. Too old for that role. But if it was like. Princess Diana say in her in her final days, then I would say Emily Blunt would actually be perfect because if you put them side by side, a little bit of makeup, change the hair, nailed it. Yeah, possibly. Uh, but Kristen Stewart, I don't know. It's just who, who's who's directing that movie? Do you have that information on hand, real quick? I don't. I didn't know to ha- be prepared like that. Well, I. I don't just even know if I don't even know if they said like uh, all I've heard is that she's playing Princess Diana in a movie. I don't even know. I'm guessing it's a biopic of Princess Diana, but um, stop spamming our chat. <laughs> God, <laughs> we love you guys. Stop spamming our chat. Kristen Stewart's casting as Princess Diana met with okay. confusion. You That's can funny. spam if you're giving money. Yeah. Uh, it's actually so. Apparently, this is saying that the movie's going to be focused on her split from uh, Charles. Yeah. So that's earlier. The film titled Spencer. That's the name. So anyway, the director is really pushing uh pablo lorraine yeah lorraine he's really pushing to do something different he doesn't want to go with who people would think would be the standard choice to play a british princess Mm -hmm. uh he's moving more towards kind of an out-of-the-box casting in which case kristen stewart is definitely out of the box at least in my opinion so if that's what he's aiming for then nailing it yeah you got it but i don't know I'm just not completely sold. Like, here's the thing. Like, she, Princess Diana, passed away. Uh, how old was I? That was back in the '90s, right? Uh, it was like mid to late 90s. Yeah, 90, 96, 97. Yeah, so I was a wee tyke in elementary school during that time. Um, that that uh is that's I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know where I was going with that thought. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, you were young when I was young when she died. So, um, <laughs> wait, Garth is here? Yeah, he he is. Mm-hmm. So that's an offensive term to apply to Princess Diana. That was the working title, but that's I think it, was, it was Spencer, not Spinster. Spencer, as in the name Spencer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch that one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why Spencer, but uh, I guess I just need to read more about it. Working titles. Wait, yeah. What's the one for Star Wars? 
Blue Harvest or something like that? Yeah, Blue Harvest, and then it became the uh, Family Guy title. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, let's get ready to talk Schmodown podcast said a lot of things. <laughs> uh, but they super chatted, you guys are awesome, Ferris, Justin, and Colin. Cool. Thank you, guys. And then also just now, what kind of drink is that, Chris? That is a... Orzarka bottle water. Oh, that one. It's a really foggy... Oh, yeah. Well, I, have, <laughs> I have that also. It's a really foggy margarita. So it's actually... Margarita. Yeah, it's actually like a canned margarita that... Mm-hmm. It's a glass bottle. Okay, but I mean, I, I, I'm trying to... What kind of what kind of cheap fool do you take me for getting a margarita in a can? I, wish you're, so I get them in glass the bottles. Quality, the quality of this margarita is a type that you would find in a can. It's like it, a limerita or... Here's the thing. It, it's not bad when your other option is you have to go sit in a Mexican food restaurant Yeah, get one. You just want it at home. Oh, okay. It. There's the connection. Garth is saying that uh, her her last name was Spencer. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. I guess I didn't know what her last name was. I just always referred to her as Princess Diana. Yeah. Uh, or it's like... Prior to marriage. Yeah, or like Princess Diana of Wales or... Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So I don't know what. I think I've I've gone into somewhat of depth here of how I feel about Kristen Stewart as Diana. What mm-hmm. were your thoughts? Are you, are you kind of like a eh, let's wait and see? I want I kind of want to see. Uh, I, I I don't think Kristen Stewart is like the worst actress. I'm not a huge fan of her, but and again I see some likeness between them. I'm just I I, I kind of want to see what gets done with this. Yeah. But just keeping in mind. This one in particular could have the potential to just gigantically crash and burn. Or it could be absolutely amazing. I don't know. I, I feel like this is one of those movies, just by hearing what we've heard so far, is probably going to be on one end of the spectrum of that. This is the type of movie that we're definitely going to have to see a trailer for before we make any really harsh, concrete judgments on it. Yeah. Uh, real quick, Streamlabs likes to let us know when people subscribe, and apparently uh, Michael Jackson just subscribed to us. I don't know what to make of that, but nine minutes ago it says Michael Jackson has subscribed. Fantastic. Thank you, Mr. Jackson. From beyond the grave. Pretty sure it's a different Michael Jackson. Hee-hoo! No. <laughs> <laughs> don't stop till you get enough. It was his glove that subscribed to us. Yeah. Uh, so moving on to next movie news. Um, so this is the portion of this, uh, stream that we want to devote to all the lovers out there, all the people who are just diehard romantics, those who particularly are dreaming of like just that epic, epic wedding, just a beautiful, gorgeous wedding. And then two guys who are going to crash it again. (laughs) Apparently, they're making a Wedding Crashers 2, which this, I find, is a little odd, because at the end of Wedding Crashers 1, spoilers, uh, they ended up like pretty much with the the women that they wanted to actually fall in love with. They're not crashing any more weddings. Well, they're crashing, they're that they're crashing them with the women, but it didn't sound like they were... Like, the original intention was they were crashing them to get like the bridesmaids into bed and stuff. Right. It's... They've got the women with them, and I, I don't remember. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I don't think they were like, oh, hey, now we'll also join you and just... We'll try doing the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Like, Interesting. 
That's, yeah. That's called a manage a three. Never mind. Uh, so. It's definitely the wrong language you were using there, too. Yeah. Uh, so they're doing a second one, which I'm guessing what it sounds like so far is like both the women have been dropped and now they're just back out to crashing weddings for funsies again. That's And I kind of hate that kind of storyline in movies where it's like, hey, we built up this entire movie. You formed these romantic bonds and relationships. Oh, and we want to make a second one and we need to have a story. So, eh, forget what we did in the first one. Let's Bye, just, women. Let's just start over again. No. So you love interests? I mean, you you took your characters through a character arc for a reason in the first movie. Granted, here's the thing. I can't complain too much over stories and character arcs for wedding crashers. But it's just the it's just the general trope that I kind of dislike in a lot of the movies. It's like, hey, you took these characters through the character arcs in the first one, right? Yeah, we're going to make them forget completely about that, and they're going to do it again in the second one. But it's like... I, I think that's part of the reason why I'm not a big fan of Solo. Also, mm-hmm. is because we didn't need we didn't need Han Solo to have a heroic arc before he had his heroic arc. But you know what would have made Solo so much better? Good writing. Well, besides that, oh, well. Uh, if you had like just a spontaneous appearance by Will Ferrell, who would turn around and go, "Mom, the meatloaf. We want it now. You want? Do you want some meatloaf?" I mean, if you had if, if you had Will Ferrell doing that in Solo, that w- that movie would have been fantastic. That would probably would have been my favorite uh, Star Wars movie. I'm gonna go not. ahead and disagree with that statement. Yeah, you can all you want. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Wedding Crashers two might have actually made it worse. I don't know. The another one. Uh, we'll see what they do with this, but uh, uh, I don't I, think that one needed a sequel. I'm not enthusiastic about it, especially because like here's the thing: Anchorman two, Anchorman two is okay. It was all right. Zoolander 2 is pretty much unwatchable. Yeah. Um, and I really don't need sequels to a lot of these movies. Like, I might I might be on board taking a sequel to, like, a Dodgeball. That could be fun. Which I think they were doing that, too. But Yeah, that could be fun. But I don't, I don't necessarily need a sequel to Wedding Crashers. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, and then that kind of also segues into the next part of this wedding movie thing. Segway. Uh, Not a sponsor. So Colin Jost and Pete Davidson are going to be starring in an SNL-produced, so Lorne Michaels-produced uh, movie called uh, Worst Man. Oh, I thought you were going to say Weekend Update. No, which that would be a very good idea. They have actually. not made a Weekend Update movie in the 40-plus years of SNL. No. In which case, like, on some of these, it would be great if they could go back and get, like, say, like, Jane Curtin and, uh, like, Dan Aykroyd to do, to, yeah. to, to do, an, like, a Weekend Update. And then if you could drop in, like, some of the other people who've been on the Weekend Update over the Tina years. Tina Fey, Amy Poehler. Mm-hmm. Seth Myers, So. Stefan. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. So, there's the, uh, yeah, there's the idea is that you probably would make a... I know where we're talking about this worst man idea, but New York's gonna... hottest club is <laughs> the tagline. The tagline. <laughs> the tagline has everything. Schmodown movie trivia, Robert Adams, Chris Adams. Roman J. Israel Roman Esquire. Roman J. Israel Esquire. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, MTV's Dan Cortez. MTV's Dan Cortez. <laughs> uh, so I know we were talking about this worst man, but I like this idea mm-hmm. that to do a weekend update movie. Uh, in which case, like you would, uh, it would be primarily around, as of right now, Colin Jost and 
uh, Michael Che. The great thing is, is I could actually do that and then make a sequel to it later on when they have new anchors. Yeah, and it just it just keeps on going through the different anchors Bring on different adventures. Anchors, yeah. But like, say you got those two, they go to a bar, they go to a New York nightclub, and they run into uh, like Stefan yeah. and run into uh, Seth Meyers. So Stefan and Seth Meyers and, and John Mulaney. Sh- and John Mulaney's uh, shy, shy, his lawyer. They're all sitting there. At the end of the bar, you got a uh, drunk uncle is sitting there with his. <laughs> Let me tell you about. Mm. I don't know if I can do those faces. Not as well as he can, but. <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, what is this one? Worst man? Worst man. So, I'm assuming <laughs> that Colin Jost is going to be getting married and Pete Davidson is playing his worst best man. You know who would be great as Colin Jost's uh, fiance in that movie? Scarlett Johansson. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Michael Che. Uh, no, Scarlett Johansson. Because I bet you those two would have great chemistry on on screen. Action, kind of kind of wanting Michael Che now. Uh, like, uh, as like the couple? Yeah. Colin Jost and Michael Che as the couple. Okay. And then Pete Davidson is the worst best man. Yeah. That's comedy gold, folks. That's comedy gold right there. I actually, I believe this, like that, yeah, that aside, I actually do believe that's probably the plot, is that Colin Jost is the one who's getting married and Pete Davidson is the worst best man. Oh, here's the thing. If they flip the script on us and it's Pete Davidson playing the straight man who's getting married, and I mean, I don't mean straight man, I don't mean like that, but I mean like the... The the, comedic straight man. Yeah, the comedic straight man getting married, and then Colin Jost is the one playing like the bum, the bum of a best man. Oh, that flip the script on us. Come on, do that. See, here's the idea though, is it's Pete Davidson getting married, but like all of his friends and family are all like his like his personality level. Yeah. They're all they're all that weird, quirky, comedic that he is. And Colin Joseph's his normal like yeah, his normal straight man. Yeah coming in and that's what makes it funny is everyone else is the quirky what you would uh, consider the comic relief when they're all technically the normies the normals in this movie and colin joseph's the one who's the comic relief because he's just the the normal person yeah so that 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 is i love that's the a idea. confusing sentence I, yeah i love <laughs> the idea of flipping the script like you you are entered into a world that is crazy and out there and the one normal person is your is your Honestly, your com- your comedic relief, yeah. Uh, honestly, though, they're probably gonna play it as you would think. We first thought. Colin Jost is is regular run of the mill guy, probably getting married to Scarlett Johansson, and Pete Davidson's gonna be the the <clears throat> the character who needs some work. Yeah, he's gonna be the crazy, wild, out there character. That gets them into all kinds of shenanigans. He's going to be the Zach Galifianakis of due date. And it's going to be, how dare you? I don't want you to be a part of my wedding anymore. And then they're going to think, well, you know, I actually really love him. Yeah, I love him too. It's going to be like, I love you. Like, come come on, man. Come. You know what? You need. I do want you to be a part of my wedding. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry I, I treated you so bad. Look, this is what that's. I, I said This that, is just off the title, by the way. I said Zach Galifianakis in due date. Let me rephrase this. That would be like Zach Galifianakis in anything he's in. Because <laughs> that's pretty much what he does. He's always the foil comedic relief of... Hangover. Yeah. Or uh, his briefer role in uh, Dinner for Schmucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where his face got like really red. Yeah, go ahead, do it. Can you do it? Can you get really red? <laughs> I don't know how that's going to look on camera, but that's not bad. It's not working. <coughs> I tried it, guys. I do my own stunts. Oh, you're doing it, though. Oh, gosh. Oh, it's a lot redder in person than it is on the, on the camera. 
Anyways, <clears throat> we do well, our. Oh, we both do our own stunts. Oh, don't do that again. Oh, I'm watching the replay here. We're about to see what you look like. Oh, that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, let's watch this for a second, y'all. <laughs> yeah, hold, hold on a second. We're gonna. Ooh. Oh man. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh it really didn't no. look look as bad. Not too much. Ooh. Anyway, uh, Garth is saying like the monsters were Lily, uh, the normal woman was the weird one. Exactly, exactly like that. That is a good idea, and there's a reason that was the idea of the monsters at that time, because that came out like what yeah. was that 50s, 60s, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a great idea back then. Let's revisit that idea nowadays. Yeah, uh, that's. Honestly, like, I would love to see that. I would love to see the script flipped on that one. But, yeah, I mean, just look at the title. You know you know how this movie is going to be. Yeah. But can you imagine, like, the trailer open, opens up and you see and you see Pete Davidson standing there in a nice tux. His hair looks clean. You don't see any of his tattoos, which is very hard to pull off, to be honest. Um, <laughs> he just looks clean and neat and everything. And then you flip the camera over and you see Colin Jost and beanie stained shirt t-shirt whatever just what's up guys what's up man you getting married huh we're gonna be in your wedding right <laughs> wussy <laughs> uh your life is over yeah i would love to see that just completely subvert all the expectations there yeah that would that would be pretty good um anyway so we're gonna move on from that one uh, so let's get a little serious real quick. I don't with, want to. With the movie news. Well, I need to catch my breath still. I don't want to. Yeah. Okay. Ah. Um, unfortunately, this past week, uh, there was the passing of what I would say two pretty big movie icons. Yep. Uh, you had Ian Holm, uh, very well known for Ash in Alien and for Bilbo Hello. in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, unfortunately he passed away this week, which again, going back to like what I was saying at the beginning is it over this past week, I've been watching fellowship of the ring. Uh, I think the night before, uh, was the part, if those of y'all familiar with the movie was the part where, uh, they run into Bilbo at Rivendell. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I keep wanting to call it like Riverdale, like Archie and the gang are going to be there. Uh, they meet up with Bilbo at Rivendell and he's giving, uh, the sword to Bilbo and then he sees, or he's given the sword to, uh, Frodo, Frodo. Yeah. All these names. <laughs> he's given the sword to Frodo and then he sees the ring and his face does a ah! thing and freaks out a bit and scares the crap out of all the kids who are, happen to be watching and look at the TV at that time. And me on my rewatch. Cause I completely forgot about it. Yeah. So, oh. uh, yeah, it was it was at that scene. I went to bed, woke up the next morning. Uh, as soon as I wake up, I pick up my phone, start laying in bed, trying to fully wake up and scroll through the news. And I saw that, and I was like, "Wow!" I just watched his performance in a really good scene. Yeah, like right before going to bed, and then I wake up to that news. And I had just finished watching the Hobbit movies too, which, for those of you who haven't seen the Hobbit movies, he is in them. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, that was yeah. That was kind of uh, that was that was that was crazy to see that like you having just started watching Fellowship. I had just finished the Hobbit movies and was looking to start Fellowship here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. And we find out that it's like wow, man. It, it, it's it's very interesting the way the way the world spins and works sometimes. Where 
you know, you're sitting there watching movies and all of a sudden the actor who's in them is in the news, passes away. It's, that's a really, it's, it's, it's crazy. But yeah, no, Ian Holm is one of those where he's, he's had a pretty, pretty long and illustrious career. He's, he's very beloved amongst, uh, amongst pretty much everyone who's watched movies, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, He's been he's been in so many things, been so many like stuff in America, stuff in Britain, all all kinds of like produce, well produced stuff. So I know the first thing I think that I really remember recall seeing him in was Alien. Yeah, as Ash the android. Uh, spoilers. Uh, so that movie came out in '79. I think we're fine. Yeah, <laughs> we're all good. Um, and even that performance was really good. When you go back and you watch. Like him at the like first half of the movie when you don't think anything of him, mm-hmm. and then when that twist is revealed, like he immediately just changes like his entire acting, the way he looks, acts, speaks, it's crazy, everything just turn. Oh, is amazing! I absolutely love it. Uh, and then the second one that we lost this week was director Joel Schumacher. Yeah, and here's the thing: uh, I, with Joel Schumacher, I know a lot of people. Uh, crap on his filmography because I mean especially depending on your age mm-hmm. uh, you grew up only knowing Joel Schumacher as the person who essentially killed the 90s Batman movies uh, at I, least that's the way it was presented yeah me personally I love Batman forever I love Jim Carrey I love uh, Val Kilmer as Batman it's corny as mess but it's got a special place in the heart and the soundtrack is fantastic that was, that was the one that Kiss from a Rose's one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nicole it, Kidman, Chris O'Donnell. If it wasn't yeah. for Joel Schumacher, we would not have Kiss from a Rose. Oh, and Tommy Lee Jones just hamming it up over the top as Two-Face. Love Batman Forever. Uh, and then, of course, there's Batman and Robin, and we'll never speak of that movie ever again. Yeah. But, I mean, that's the thing. is Joel Schumacher's career is basically looked at as ruining Batman because of those two movies. And the thing Which is, is like, completely ludicrous. It is. I mean, he, first of all, that wasn't his his pro, his fault. No, there was a lot of like studio. Like, I'm sure a lot of y'all have heard the reports and everything, where he's talked about it, and it's it's really the studio pushing forward and the hey, we need to sell, we need to sell toys, we need more Batman figures, and man, like those those movies in the '90s, those were big mm-hmm. on selling toys. Yeah. So. So I mean that's. That's kind of that's kind of one of the big things. Like, if you're gonna talk bad about Joel Schumacher because of those movies, you have to you have to take into context what was happening to those movies. And I think honestly, there's a little bit more people out there. People, they're starting to they're starting to come around to the idea that it's not just the director's fault if a movie fails. It could be the studio just trying to do too much. Fan four stick. Fan four stick. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> But so yeah. I, I bring this up because I do want to highlight my at least my personal. I know a lot of people feel the same way about a lot of these movies, but my personal like movies that were outstanding on Schumacher's career. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you start with like Lost Boys. Uh, Cry, little sister. Thou shall not. Anyways, uh, so fantastic vampire movie from the eighties. Great teen. teen Kiefer Sutherland. <clears throat> like coming of age flick. Great. Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, here's the thing. I, I haven't been able to watch Flatliners all the way through. I just, a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to watch it, though. I still want to watch it. Um, Falling Down 
Falling Down is one of my personal favorites mm-hmm. uh, because I love you. I don't think you've seen this. I don't think I've seen Falling Down. You need to I've watch seen, Falling I've Down. Seen, I've seen clips from it. I haven't if seen it y'all have not seen Falling Down, watch Falling Down. That is quite possibly one of Schumacher's best. One of Michael Douglas's and best. And one of Michael Douglas's best also. Yeah. Uh, in fact, almost all like all the major actors in that movie, top notch. Yeah. Um, because you got, uh, oh, what's his name? Duvall. Robert. Robert Duvall. Yeah. How did I forget the name Robert? How the heck did I forget the name Robert? It's right there. <laughs> what the crap are you pointing at? Where my name is. Oh. You're not looking at the screen? <laughs> no. It's like... My name isn't down here. Wait, so the crap were... are you pointing at? <laughs> so I was looking at you. I was so like, I'm, I'm not... What? <laughs> so in real life, you don't realize I'm I'm making a gesture towards the screen. So no. imagine for a second, someone look, looking at someone in real life, going, eh, "It's down here. My name is right here. My name is right here." Y'all. I go by my junk. <laughs> Hello, wow. world. This is who I am. <laughs> oh, anyways, no. I uh, <laughs> I highly recommend watching Falling Down, Falling Down, Falling Down. Uh, that was good. Uh, Time to Kill. Arguably his best movie. What? A Time to Kill. Time to Kill? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, here's the thing. Like, given the subject matter of A Time to Kill, I don't know, I I don't know how that plays in our current climate. I know, I know the movie is, a a lot of it is against, like, racism. Yeah. In in the South. Uh, and this, this is the thing, like, I know you have movies like The Help. They're right now they're coming under heavy scrutiny, yeah. and I and I understand why for the help because that movie is playing up the uh, the white savior role yeah. play of Emma Stone coming in to save everyone essentially. Yeah. Uh, so I get that one. So I, I I don't know exactly how a time to kill would play, um, but I know me personally, and I feel like it's an okay statement to say once you're done watching that movie. You were just sitting on the couch or whatever watching this movie, and you feel like you just beat the crap out of like the KKK. Yeah, I mean it's it's amazing the feeling you get watching that movie. Uh, but that is a fantastic movie. I do highly recommend it. Yeah, that's a. I mean, that's first of all, that's I I feel like that's one of like Samuel L. Jackson's best roles, also. Yeah. Um, but that's that's definitely got to be arguably Schumacher's best best film, at least from our opinions. Uh, uh, the other only one I like to touch upon is uh, uh, Phantom of the Opera, which I really I really like that his version of Phantom of the Opera. I did just recently see that. I think I talked about that on here. The only problem I really had with it is they moved the thing with the chandelier from like the halfway mark at the end of the first act of the of the play, essentially to the end of the which movie. Which feels like such a nitpicky criticism to me. It is, but I mean, if you've seen the play, you understand how poignant the purpose of that chandelier. Yeah, it's just to break up the first and second act. Well, I mean, it's a it's a very. It, it, it's what brings in the emotion. It's what sets everything kind of on edge going into the second act. Sure, raises the tension. But yeah, I really, I really enjoyed uh, his version of uh, Phantom of the Opera, though, because I mean, you got pretty stellar performances from both Gerard Butler and Amy Rossum, as well as the supporting cast in that movie. Yeah. So that's just, I know there's a lot of people out there who uh, who don't who don't like it for some for whatever reason, but it's I actually it's like one of my it's probably in my top 
I don't know how many musicals I've ever watched. So that's where I'm at with that one. Uh, so uh, overall, Schumacher had a fantastic career, and if you o- if you only know him from like the the bad movies, uh, I, like I mentioned, I saw Number Twenty Three with Jim Carrey. Woo, was not a fan of that one. Or if you've seen Phone Bo- Booth, uh, Phone Booth was good. I liked Phone Booth. Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, Kiefer Sutherland in that one too. I just wanted to say his name again. Yeah. Uh, and uh, apparently uh, also uh, Colin Farrell was in that, which uh, Saul in the chat is pointing out that Colin Farrell was, uh, I guess, is what I implore everyone to seek out this film from 2000, Tigerland. Tigerland, yeah. It's Schumacher's best by a lot, and it's a film where he discovered Colin Farrell. So, I mean, uh, Phone Booth came out, I want to say 2004? Yeah. Movie, re- movie release dates? Somewhere around there. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. I highly recommend Schumacher. If you're not, if if you're not like really well known on his work, fantastic director. Uh, like I was in shock. Uh, I was at work and you text messaged me like, "Hey, by the way, <laughs> Joel Schumacher just Joel, died. Joel Schumacher just died." I'm like, "Oh crap!" Yeah. So I, I was a fan of his work. It's a it's a big thing. I mean, you look at both Ian Holm and Joel Schumacher. Joel Schumacher was 80. Ian Holm was 88. They both. I mean, for me, I feel like once you hit 80, I'm not saying. Now is an okay time for you to die. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> no one wants to be like, now is an okay time for you to die. You're, no, you're 80. Not, See ya. But once you hit 80, it's like, at this point, you have definitely lived a full and complete life. Mm-hmm. If you passed away now, you can do so, and we will cherish and celebrate your life and not not complete, not just spend time mourning the fact that you died at a young age. It's You gave us a long time of life. And your career and everything that you did here on Earth, so that's a for me. That's when they hit eighty. It's like yeah, that's it's. They both lived a very full life. They both had very uh, strong legacies and careers in the movie space, and so they they gave us a lot in terms of uh, just gift of the work that they've they were able to do in their life. So yeah. We celebrate. We celebrate their lives. We do not just mourn them. We also celebrate them. Uh, so before we get into our main topic, uh, real quick, uh, going into chat, a couple more people have popped up. Uh, Cam Shaft says, "Hi, brothers." Well, what's up, Cam? Hey, Cam. Uh, and Saul is joining us, uh, saying, uh, "Subject to weird coincidences, Keaton Keaton news broke Monday morning. I watched Batman eighty nine Sunday night." Uh. Yeah, and I know there's going to be the we're we're going to talk about another coincidence here in a second with that. Uh, uh, let's see, Jake Alcaveta joined oh, yeah. us. You know, speaking of Saul, you know, me and him have something in common. <laughs> Go ahead, Look, we, we we can bring this up again. Me and him have something in common, except that I was able to do something that he wasn't able to do, and I love Saul, but I was able to accomplish a task. And I can only say this loosely because we were only talking about one specific movie, but yeah, but you did it for Saul. But I, I did, I did it for Saul. Let, let's go with that. I did it for Saul. <laughs> I did it because I, in my heart, I wanted Saul to win against Brandon Hanna so bad, and so I, I took vengeance on Hanna in Saul's name. Yeah, I didn't say his name at all during the video truths pop culture quiz there, but hey, you know. In my heart, I but, did it for Saul. But let, let's be honest. I mean, who's here in the chat right now? Hannah or Saul? That let's be honest. Saul's Saul's the one currently here supporting us. So so 
<laughs> Hannah will never support us because I beat him. <clears throat> but that, that's neither here nor there. Thank you for being here, Saul. We love you. Uh, and then we also have uh, Call to Action Podcast, which quickly switched over to Alex Shashek, uh, is also in our chat. And Pardis also just showed up, too. Sup, y'all? Sup, Pardis? Hashtag did it for Saul. Exactly. That's... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll die on that hill. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, here's here's where the transition going up to talking about the coincidences is that... What was it? I think it was Joel Schumacher passed away, and then it was the very next day. Or no. It was... Yeah, it was within, like, the hour, mm-hmm. actually. Because uh, you messaged me like right afterwards too, like, hey, other movie news. Uh, so it was like essentially within the hour after that, after Joel Schumacher passed away, that Michael Keaton is going to be playing Batman again. Yeah, that that all that news broke up within within like an hour or two of each other. And I'm wondering if there's anyone who's like, Oop, that was bad timing. Well, this didn't work out. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's actually okay, but I just find that well, that is a very strange coincidence, especially for that small of a window. Saul says, thank you, Chris. After a week, I will finally sleep well tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, fair enough. (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway. um, Yeah, I like Tyler said, Betty White is why 80 seems young. That's very true. Yeah. That's very true. Uh, Next time you play a video chronic pop quiz against Hannah, wear a shirt with Saul's face on it and just never mention it. That's funny. Oh, That's a man. good one. I wish I thought about that beforehand. Yeah. That would have been great. There's Garth with that magical mind again. Yeah, magical mind. Yeah. Magical mind McMurray. Um, so we were talking about... Uh, so the same, Michael Keaton's going to be playing Batman right. again. So the, so the thing here is that it seems like a coincidence, but at the same time, Joel Schumacher didn't direct a movie, with a, ba- a Batman movie that Michael Keaton was in. So it's, it's only loosely... It's the of the series of the series, because again we like to remember Joel Schumacher for the movies that he did that weren't Batman. Yeah, for the most part. Uh, so yeah, Michael Keaton. It was announced he's going to be reprising Batman mm-hmm. in the Flash. Now here's the thing: uh, this was announced, uh, or this was heavily talked about yesterday when I created the thumbnail for this yeah. for this stream. Uh, at that time when I was creating this, I had only read that he is going to be playing Batman again. And, of course, we'll touch upon mainly what everyone else is saying, too. We're about to get nerdy. What everyone else is saying as well is the first thought was, like, get Michael Keaton now in his in his age to go and play uh, the older Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. from Batman Beyond. Yep. Uh, which would be fantastic. You get him to play the Bruce Wayne training Terry McGinnis to be the new Batman in whatever that future was that Batman Beyond took place in. Um, not too far off in the distance. I want but... him to play, play it different, though. I want him to be a sarcastic old man. Yeah, possibly. Uh, and the thing is, is unfortunately, the only thing we can compare that to is the Kevin Conroy animated series, because that's roughly been it, other than comic books. Yeah. Uh, so, it, I... 
I like the idea. I want to see Michael Keaton playing the older Bruce Wayne in a Batman Beyond movie. And if they do, like, maybe, say, some makeup job on him, like that of which you did on the thumbnail for the video. Yeah, so <laughs> here, here's a funny thing with the thumbnail, and I was really hoping it was going to work, and it did very well, and I'm really happy about it. The picture of Michael Keaton in the thumbnail is not actually as old as he is in that thumbnail. No. I took the picture of Michael Keaton, which you can Google Michael Keaton in a suit and see the image I took it from. Yeah, so did you know you can Google my, an image of Michael Keaton and you'll find images of Michael Keaton? Yeah. Uh, you can find the image I, I grabbed and then I put it through that face app that we all used like what, five, ago? five months ago oh. or so to make all of us look old? It just comes back every now and then. Yeah, it comes back. Well, it came back on this one because I was yeah. able to put him through that, make him look a little older, which he looked a lot closer to what I would think the Bruce Wayne in Batman Beyond would look like. Yeah. Uh, and it worked out beautifully, and I'm really happy and proud of that. So That's why Michael Keaton looks really old in our thumbnail. Yeah, he's not actually that old-looking. No. Uh, he's about as old-looking as he looked in Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm a big fan of this idea that he's playing the older Bruce Wayne. Yeah. They said that he's he is playing Batman, which, I mean, here's the thing. Batman is Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne is Batman. Got that idea. Now, the last I heard, though, it says he's popping up in Flash. The last I heard that this Flash movie is supposed to be based off of the comic book storyline of Flashpoint, mm -hmm. in which case Flash enters multiple dimensions in an effort to save his mom from dying. And, Martha! Yeah. Why, why did, did you, you say, say that, that name? name? And if, if you'll remember the comics, the alternate dimension he runs into Batman. And this dimension, Batman is actually not bruce wayne in that dimension when yeah you know how that feels now huh? <laughs> uh in that dimension uh joe chill actually shoots and kills bruce wayne in the in the alley and, and his thomas father wayne. thomas wayne is the one who's in agony and in pain and seeks revenge so he is the one who becomes batman mm -hmm. which here's the idea on that is it would be technically an older batman in which case, getting Michael Keaton to play it, fantastic. That would be a great idea. That was what I thought last night. Uh, since then... <laughs> AJ. It was got here at a weird time. Bruce Wayne is Batman? I could use a spoiler warning. Yeah. Uh, since then, they have actually confirmed that Michael Keaton is playing the Batman from the 89 Batman movie. Yeah. Now, the, uh, He's reprising his role. L let me backtrack. They hadn't confirmed this. Right now, everything is still in preliminary talks. But if he is going to play Batman, it is going to be his Batman that he played in Batman and Batman Returns. At the very least, this news is out here right now to make sure like this is something that people would want. And then sign on the dotted line go for it. Which I have yet to see anybody say that this is a terrible idea. So I think you should sign on the dotted line and go for it. Uh, so... The idea behind this, then, is now what we're saying is that we're pulling in at least 89 Batman and Batman Returns yeah. into essentially what's going to be the revamped DCEU, or the patched-up DCEU. After Flash gets done with it. Well, yeah, after Flash and after uh, the Snyder Cut comes out. Yeah. So I know we were talking about this before. The uh, the idea that we're kind of hoping this goes with is what happens to the to the state of the DCEU after the Snyder Cut is released. 
will that if if it's released to good reviews or at least better <clears throat> reviews than the Justice League we have out right now? Yeah. Will that fix the DCEU and will DC and Warner Brothers? Fix. Yeah. Will they be able to reel this back in and get it get this shit setting right? I definitely think or whatever that, that nautical term is. Yeah. <laughs> Steer the ship. Yeah. Uh, I definitely think that you get the Snyder Cut, you get you get it out there, and it sees great success on HBO Max. That is the green light to do all of the DCEU. Whatever plan they want to do now, that's their green light to move forward on it. Uh, I do like this, and one of the things I like the most is you're looking at the situation where Michael Keaton is essentially reprising his Batman from the 89 Batman, which between that one and its sequel are the are they are standalone batmans yeah you might in your head canon say that like, okay it's still the same batman moving into val kilmer and george clooney but that's that's not really an official thing what what i'm looking at here though is that i am looking at the essentially a multiverse type situation with with dc in which case dc's about to essentially open the floodgates and say like hey so we know that we were talking about the DCEU before. That's not what we were calling it, but I guess that's what we're talking about. Uh, just so you know, every DC movie that ever existed and ever will exist is a DCEU movie. Yeah. I love that they came out with reports, though, recently, like even today. Like they, re they re-upped on the, yeah, no, 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 but Matt Reeves' Batman movie or movies are, they're their own thing. And I'm like, <laughs> right. Are they, are they though? Right. I mean, sure, you might not pull them in fully, but right. The idea, At this point? The idea that I like that this is potentially going is we're, we're now going to start going in the direction of alternate timelines, alternate areas. When you start talking about alternate dimensions and areas in the DC universe... Mm -hmm. You're talking about Crisis on Infinite Earths. Essentially, yeah. and Which they already did on the CW. They did on the CW. Uh, I don't know how successful that was. I, 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 was I know they pulled in Flash, though. They did pull in Ezra Miller yeah. uh, to cameo as Flash in that. So, I mean, that could have been the seed planting that connection there. I honestly think that's what it is. Now, here's what's going to be funny, and this is going to be something great. I just now thought of this, too. Oh, good. Uh, I'm pretty sure someone's mentioned it somewhere. But Real time. You're watching his mind work. What if, when they do that Flash movie, mm -hmm. that that's the Flash that popped up in, in the, the shows? Ezra Miller? Yeah. Sure. M meaning... While we're watching that movie, there's going to be a portion of that movie that we're following The Flash, and he goes and visits that dimension. And we're seeing that same exact scene that he was in the TV shows from the movie point of view now. So now you're pulling in Grant Gustin from the TV shows to reprise his role as Flash in the movies. Here's the thing. For the most part, Marvel has not done that. Marvel has had the opportunity to not really yet. fully... like Not yet. Yeah. But to really fully connect their TV shows, you didn't you never saw Daredevil. We were kind of hoping like Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, the, Iron Fist would all pop up in the Avengers. And but. of course, the reason for that is because it's uh, was it Jeff was it Jeff Loeb on, on the Marvel TV shows or or is an Alan? Oh, what's his face? Anyway, the he separated from Kevin Feige, there there wasn't a whole lot of like 
cohesion and working together amongst the the two parts of the studio. So that's why you didn't really see it with Marvel. You can see that more with DC because WB's been in control of everything the, the entire time. Uh, that's obviously going to change now because now you've got Disney Plus and you've got the Marvel shows coming out on Disney Plus, which will will have that back and forth work with the Marvel movies, but. That would be kind of cool to see that. I do like this. And this is funny that we were talking about this because we were also talking before about uh, the rumors of Sam Raimi directing the next Doctor Strange movie and the idea that it's possible that Tobey Maguire could reprise his version of Spider-Man in that movie and like a spider, a multiverse Spider-Verse thing. Tom Holland is in the Doctor Strange 2 and now you have... Now you can essentially use that to split off and create whatever Sony wants to do with Spider-Man over on the side, mm-hmm. including Enter the Spider-Verse and its sequels. Mm-hmm. So now you have a mix between animation, live action. It's connected through the d- sequel to Doctor Strange. You got Tobey Maguire back. It's just, it's a mind, it's an entire mind-melting thing. And these these ideas, these ideas that are out there, and it's it's big. It's nothing that a movie studio would have ever thought of doing, even... 10 years ago at this point not even marvel was thinking on that level 10 years ago so it's kind of an exciting time to i know we've said this before with like say the build-up to avengers endgame and infinity war and all that but it's kind of exciting time to be a fan of these comic book movies and kind of see what bounds they're willing to push now and the stories that they're willing to create and put into these movies because this Anything with alternate dimensions and time jumping and alternate timelines and all of that. Typically, I would be like, that's going to get convoluted and confusing for general audiences. But if you do it right, if you do it right, you got to earn that. You got to earn that right to do that storyline. There's a one, one in 14 million, 605, whatever chance of it working. Oh, come on. Come on. Who got that question right? You did, but who won that match? No. Okay. Okay. Uh, Brandon Hanna. Uh, so, so, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is Marvel has done so well combining all of their movies into Avengers Endgame, really putting a cap off of, on top of everything they've done so far. This is going to lead into like, well, what can DC do to kind of one up Marvel? Because they're still they're I mean, they're, they were far, far behind right out the get-go. They came out, the Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, Justice League. You didn't earn your team movie yet, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, Marvel earned it because you did Iron Man, you did Captain America, you did Thor, you did Hulk. You got your, your four major ones out there. Yeah. You got their origin. We're now familiar with these characters. We love these characters. Now let's team them up. DC rushed into that team. Not only did they they <laughs> earn it by doing the storylines for those four characters, they were all good movies too. Yeah, uh, say what you will about say like Iron Man two, or really a couple of the other sequels here and there. But for the most part, Marvel has been on top of the game of just making good movies. And then oh yeah, we're also tying them all together. Um, I do want to bring this up because uh, uh, Partis brought it up here. Uh, they're talking about uh. The, the whole ordeal with Ezra Miller as far as uh, you heard about he, there's like a video of him like choking choking a woman or like a fan or whatever came up to him and he like choked them or pushed them down or slammed them down or something and mm-hmm. it was like a real brief like couple second video or something like that and nobody nobody as far as like Warner Brothers has really said anything about oh that's a bad thing you shouldn't be our Flash anymore 
No one said anything yet. Uh, was there any context to this video as to like what exactly was happening? As far as I, I honestly, I'd never watched it myself. I still haven't watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you can still find it somewhere, but uh, I don't know what the context is. Uh, someone somewhere might have said something, but all, all it really shows is that it's a video of him, you know, I guess, I guess grabbing a woman by the neck and a fan of his or whatever and pushing them away or doing something. It's it's a very weird thing, and there's there's questions right now as to whether or not it was even real or if it was just something that was faked in stage. Mm-hmm. What reason would you have to do something like that and fake it and stage it? I don't know. It's just not really a good look if that's the case. But Warner Brothers hasn't really come out and said anything like, oh, we can't have him as Flash. There's not even a don't choke people anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Stop choking Which, people. I mean, that should go without saying, but... You think, but I mean, at the very least, like you would expect a movie series to be like, oh yeah, we'll punish him. Stop it. (laughs) And be like, really? That's your punishment for him doing that? Well, okay. We'll delay your movie another year. Yeah. Keep on doing this and you're going to become the new New Mutants. Pandemic. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, I don't know. Uh Garth says it looked like Ezra was just joking around with a female fan, but many think it could be real. That And that's the thing. I don't know. It's not confirmed whether it's real or not. So, I mean, if it was just a joke, then if it's a joke between him and that fan, and that fan was, like, in on the joke and was completely okay with it and whatever, then fine, whatever. He's still Flash. Cool. Everyone consented on the joke, and it was it was great. But if he was real and he was like, get out of my face, grab someone by the throat and toss him away... <coughs> Uh, not only is Bruce Wayne about to look different, so is Flash. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, we're talking about alternate dimensions, so that's easily fixed. Just bring Grant G- Gustin in. Just do a plot device. Like, oh, good thing we invented the such and such, such machine. Such and such device. <laughs> Name that movie, y'all. Thank y'all for smoke. Or thank you. Thank Never you mind. Y'all. He's going to give it away right there. Thank you for smoking. Fantastic movie. I'd like to let people try to guess yeah, when they make Yeah, I did too, but I was already in the process of saying it. Yeah, you need to calm down. Uh, so interesting to see where this thing with Michael Keaton could go. Uh, I like the idea of like every DC movie. The only thing I don't like about that is now I'm questioning <laughs> when is patience going to come back? When's Halle Berry coming back as Catwoman? She'll be hand in hand with, uh, Ryan Reynolds, Green Lantern. Good night, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, does that mean that, uh, well, actually it probably does. I would say, does this mean that they could potentially pull the, uh, Watchmen movie in? Since it was directed by Zack Snyder, I don't know. Ask Alan Moore how he feels about that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to ask Alan Moore how he feels about anything. Uh, any of his work mm-hmm. translated onto a screen is bad. That man is the definition of a curmudgeon. Yeah, well, and I maybe mean, maybe for a good reason. He, but he, yeah, I would say he has right to be. Maybe for a good reason, but still. Yeah, I don't think Zack Snyder did a terrible job translating. Watchmen. No, I think Watchmen was done very well, especially <clears throat> give for or take a, a few parts, especially for a movie that was. That was typically referred to as unfilmable hallelujah, or a graphic novel that was, yeah, yeah, except for that scene. Ugh, that was a wrong song choice. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm down to see where this, uh, this whole news on Mikey. Because here's the thing: we also say that, but is he actually signing on for multiple pictures? Is he signing on for a Batman Beyond, or is he really just signing on for like a quick cameo in the Flashpoint movie, like his picture appeared in the? Crisis on Infinite Earths yeah. on CW. They also said, uh, real quick, that um, there's a chance that his Batman character may be compared to like Nick Fury. That he could be the Nick Fury from Marvel of the DCEU. 
That's fascinating. Well, I'm putting together a team that you guys already put together. Here's the thing. If you think back, though, that's what Ben Affleck's Batman was doing. Ben Affleck's Batman is the one who created the Justice League, which was – see, there's, there's another thing. I didn't like Justice League because of that one point. Batman is not a team person. He is famously known as He's a loner. the last one to join the team. He was the last one, not the one to form the team. He only did it once he had a contingency for everybody. <coughs> yeah, so... Depends on what storyline you read. Yeah. So, I, I mean, possible that the Michael Keaton being Nick Fury, that might be pretty I, good. I could see the Michael Keaton, the Michael Keaton Batman being that type of person to pull the team together, though. Uh, and I guess the way they did Ben Affleck, too, but... Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I honestly, part of me just really, just really wants to see them just pull together their heroes and just do a flat-out basic storyline with them, like we've gotten with Marvel. Because the kicker here is that I still don't feel like we've been blessed with the official Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, uh, Aquaman, Batman, Superman, just the regular Justice League all mm-hmm. formed together and they're they've had their own movies and they're formed together as a team and they're taking on back i don't feel like we've officially gotten that they haven't earned it like marvel earned it with their solo movie like we said earlier uh yeah now, like i want i want to see my team together at least for a couple movies before you guys start playing around and doing crazy things but they're in this position right now where in order for them to make sense of what they've already made they have to play around and do crazy things mm-hmm and so there's only so far that you can really complain as a fan. At this point, it's, hey, this is what they're going to do. Enjoy it for what it is. And if it turns out to be freaking awesome, don't even worry about what your thought was. They knew what they were doing, apparently. And I like that because in Avengers, when you got them together, because you had been watching yeah. the previous movies, it <clears throat> felt awesome when they got on screen. That first shot of Iron Man uh, and Captain America together – uh, where I, where Captain America turns around and looks at him and is like, Mr. Stark, and Iron Man just turns around. Cap? Cap? Yeah. Like, that was cool. And then Thor shows up, and you're like, oh, awesome. Like, this is great. They're all being each other. circle up. And, and then there's that that big circle shot. It's so awesome. Iconic. And then you got DC where they all just happen to come together. Like, oh, okay. Well, you're over here. And you're over here. I still think the one of my most favorite things about that Justice League movie, though, is when Flash was trying to speed around Superman while Superman was out of his mind and he did the yeah that was kind of cool and he was like following him while he was... that that i liked uh i did not like his weird baby mouth no no so hopefully we get that kind of stuff fixed with the snyder cut but anyway <clears throat> well that was weird <laughs> saul says it was awfully nice of Lex to assign them logo thumbnails <laughs> uh, he's not wrong <laughs> yeah, <that was laughs> he's not wrong weird <laughs> It's a weird thing to do, but uh, anyways, that's gonna do it for movie news, I believe. Unless someone else has some questions about it, uh, if you have questions about anything, feel free to drop in the chat. There's also the Streamlabs and the Super Chat options available. They are turned on. Remember that tonight is half price night, so any uh, questions that you have or Super Chat or Streamlabs, uh, you can just take half price off of that. You want to donate ten? Feel free to donate five. It's all half price tonight. Also, feel completely free to want to donate twenty and then still donate your ten. Yeah. I'm doing that joke again. Yeah, that worked too. Half these people weren't here when I made it earlier. Yeah. Half. Oh, funny. <laughs> Half off. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, we're lame. 
Uh, no one's going to give us money. So feel free to drop in <laughs> questions. We're going to start wrapping things up pretty soon. As soon as we're done talking about some schmodown. Schmodown talk time. That's, uh, what ha- that's what the other half of you guys are here for. Yeah. Once again, those of y'all who are watching not familiar with the schmodown, uh, which as of right now, everyone who is currently watching is absolutely familiar with the but schmodown. But if you're watching it on a replay. But if you're watching it on a replay and you just happen to stumble acro- across this video and wonder who we are and what the schmodown is. Please leave a comment so that we know you exist. We would love to have you live. Schmodown <laughs> uh, is a movie trivia game show for all intents and purposes kind of played out like wrestling where you have good guys bad guys storylines but the actual action of people sitting at a table answering movie trivia questions is absolutely real Uh, fantastic show great watch from start to finish Uh, you got people that you're fans of people you love to love people you love to hate and people that you just hate to love anyways so the showdown was on this past week uh, so of, like it is every week of this past week, uh, we were blessed with uh, from the IG blessed. the Inner Geekdom tournament. We got uh, Alex Damon versus Jen Kemp. Now this one was a fun one because this is Alex Damon's second Inner Geekdom match, mm-hmm. and it was Jen Kemp's <laughs> official debut out of the fan leagues and into an actual Schmodown match. Now I say actual Schmodown. I say that loosely because again we are still in a position right now where we're doing these things virtually and not in a studio and because she did make her first appearance in a Mm free-for-all but this was her first real official official match essentially coming into this tournament um that was a fun match Mm -hmm. it was a fun match because i think first of all jen kemp is going to fit in quite nicely in the in the in the big leagues yeah she i like i like her personality i like her jumping in and just being ready to go and i I understand, of course, coming from fan leagues, she's used to that type of of uh, filming, so to speak. The sitting at home behind your own computer, you're comfortable, this is your domain, and she's coming in and kind of performing the same way that she would in the fan leagues. Uh, I thought she did fantastic for her first time out. Um, I, I, I can't wait to see more of her. You can say something, too. Yeah, uh, I, I I agree. I really like seeing her in this debut match, um, but I do like seeing like the newbies coming in, especially yeah. in cases like her. Um, like neither of us, um, unfortunately, uh, we don't watch the the fan leagues as much as we probably should. But we we get good, very good contenders. Time is of the, the essence. Yeah. We're getting really good competitors from the fan leagues, and the thing is, is when these people are coming into the schmodown chances are we've heard of them we've yeah. we've seen them in like chats we've seen them on the facebook group we've seen them we've heard of them already we have an idea based off of what people have said about them uh what they're capable of doing yeah so yeah when jen kemp came in already familiar with her by name we knew she was from the fan leagues mm-hmm. and like when she popped up at the free-for-all we're like oh okay that's cool and now it's her getting her first real match. Um, I, again, I like those. The ones that we have not seen but yet we're, we're already familiar with. Yeah. Uh, Robert Parker is another one coming in from the fan leagues. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, we know who this who this kid is. All the hype he comes in and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, she was up against a new threat in the IG division, and that is Alex Damon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am, I guess, notorious now. For saying, and I don't know if it's really that big of a deal because I'm pretty sure a lot of people at this point are saying it too. Wait, your brother? No. That Alex Damon, yeah, besides that, besides the the people who say I look like Alex Damon, which 
compliment. Um, <laughs> and I don't, and we're actually related. Yeah, weird. Um, is that he is going to be a serious threat in IG. You look at his, obviously his performance in Star Wars is second to none, essentially. Um, you look at you look at that exhibition match, that Lord of the Rings exhi- exhibition match. Heck, you even look at the champions, the champions exhibition match. He hung in there even on that one, and that's that was including general trivia as well. Yeah, but you look at that, you look at how well he did in the Lord of the Rings, and now you you see him in this match, and you're seeing how well he's doing in Star Trek, and you can't help but think, hey, maybe he just watches all the Harry Potter movies one more time, and he's gonna get an IG belt. Uh, that's the thing. I believe Alex Damon is a serious start in this and actually could be the one to put up a real solid fight against Kalinowski on that side of the bracket. That would be interesting. And that is, I know, I understand I'm, I'm skipping over some pe- other people on that side who could also make a name for themselves still too or have made a name for themselves in IG, like, say, Hannah, who is definitely hungry and wants to try to prove himself on that side of the bracket as well and maybe try to have his day against Smets. It's gonna it's gonna be a hard fight with some of these, especially against Alex Damon, which is his next matchup. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I definitely think that you're you are gonna see uh, Damon versus Kalinowski on that side of the bracket. As much faith as I have in Greg Alba, mm-hmm. love Greg Alba, Elba, whatever, Idris. Um, but yeah, no, I I I really do believe that Alex Damon is going to be a serious like belt contender in the IG division. Yeah, so we were also uh, given uh, Janine the Machine versus John Humphrey. Speaking of the real rejects. Yeah, you want to do that one too. There's the other half of the real rejects in John Humphrey. Also proving himself very capable in inner geekdom. Yeah, both of, both of the real rejects are fantastic so far. They just came out and you're like, oh, never knew y'all knew this much geek knowledge. But at the same time, I'm also not completely surprised. Again, like I've said it multiple times. <coughs> Uh, I've watched Real Rejects way before we even started this channel. Yeah. Uh, it does not surprise me that they know this much about the big blockbuster nerdy comic book movies. Uh, the the Star Wars, the, the Lord of the Rings type stuff. Uh, that That's kind of the bread and butter of almost anybody in the movie YouTube space at this point. Yeah. They usually, like, if they're creating their own channel and running stuff on their own, they know a lot about these movies, typically speaking, because those are the big movies that everyone, general audiences everywhere are talking about. So, it doesn't completely surprise me that they are they are good in these, in, in, in this division. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, though, we did have Janine winning, winning that match on our bracket. Yeah. Um, so, it is... It is surprising to us that John did beat Janine there. Because I think, again, you have a situation where Janine is better than her record shows. Mm-hmm. And she's just had... I mean, you, hear, you hear a bunch of people talking about it. She's just had bad luck in terms of questions, wheel spins, what have you. Which happens. That That's that's a, that's a big part of the schmodown is the, the, luck, the yeah. luck of the questions. Uh, you can only study so much, or you can only know so much. A lot of it does have to rely on luck. Yeah. Um, I, I still think she did a phenomenal job on that, though. See, I think that she would actually be good at DC because, again, if you watched our reaction to that match, uh, we're talking about how 
one of her big, more famous entrances is her her Harley Quinn entrance. For me, that is the little bit of insight that tells me she knows she does know a little bit about the DC, uh, at least the DC EU movies. Mm-hmm. In which case, I would I would expect her to at least do pretty decent at that category, and I think she would. She just happened to get the questions that she didn't know at that time. Uh, say like uh, Paul Oyama getting the bad classics questions at the spectacular. He knows classics. Yeah. He just didn't get the question. It just happened to be every question he was asked, he didn't know the answer to. Yeah. Which happens again. That's This is how trivia games work. You, Sometimes you get asked a slew of questions that you don't know the answers to. You love La La Land. You may have been asked questions that you didn't know about La La Land. It could have happened. I wasn't. Not likely, but it could have happened. It, very hard. Very hard to find one. In scene 39, what color shoes was Sebastian wearing? Black. Oh, jeez. You even know that? So, Joke's anyway. on you. There is no scene 39. Uh-huh. They skipped that one. It was edited out. Yeah. It's a deleted scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, if you know the answer to that one, that's even better. <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> losing my voice already. Janine, Janine, though, is one of those that, like, with Rachel this year, we were saying this was supposed to be her year. Now pandemic throws all plans out the window if we had normal studio matches uh maybe even if we were doing this intergeekdom tournament in the studio first of all i don't know if we would be getting an intergeekdom tournament if it weren't for the pandemic but uh i would i fully expect that janine would have excelled maybe in the studio setting maybe she's actually more comfortable in the studio setting than she is in the in the virtual setting Either way, Janine is one of those that... Either way, we're supposed to see all of your happy faces in Houston. Yeah, we... I'm so mad. <clears throat> um, no, she, she is one that I still believe her best days are ahead of her in terms mm-hmm. of her Schmodown career. Uh, it's just got... You just got to grit your teeth, push forward, and get through, get through those rough matches first, and then she will be... She will eventually be the superstar that we all know she is and can be. Yep. Uh, and then we also had uh, going into the Star Wars, uh, we had Ken Napsok versus uh, Andres Cabrera. Yeah, I mean that one was good. In that, that one surprised me too. I got to be honest. In that both of these two have been on the same like podcast show they, before. They've hosted Jedi Council together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the question of that one became: you had Ken Napsok, who uh, I believe is older. Uh, comes in with essentially what you would think is the more knowledge, being the master, and that you got Andres Cabrera as not the master. The, the apprentice. The apprentice. The word you're looking for is apprentice. Thank you. Padawan. There's a reason I'm not in the Star Wars. <laughs> I can't even think of the word apprentice. <laughs> Midichlorians. Who was Red Leader? Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, so... That was a good turnout just because you had that that shift in there. The apprentice became the master. Honestly, though, that it one sounded did, like Saruman. That one did take me by surprise. I know there was a lot of talk about uh, Ace saying that he is he has been consistently uh, looked over in terms of these matches, which I didn't I didn't look over him when it came to his match with uh, Josh Covado because I didn't know what Josh Covado knew. I knew that Ace, having been a host of Jedi Council new star wars and so i was betting on ace for that one but i was not betting on ace up against ken knapsack because multiple reasons ken had a belt before in Mm -hmm. star wars uh he wrote a book on star wars 
Ken lives and breathes Star Wars. And because Ken himself in the fan questions of those matches, <coughs> when he was at, when he's been asked, he's been saying, yeah, I've been getting perfect games watching along with these. Now take that what you will. Mm-hmm. Is, was he, was he lying? Was he just playing a heel? Maybe. But I feel like, I feel like Ken is the type of person that all, all character aside is somebody who you can trust when he says, Hey, yeah, I've been throwing perfect games in star Wars. Yeah. I, I honestly believe that it's Ken, but we, we officially saw probably what might be the last star Wars match that we'll ever see Ken do. Uh, partly because I don't know if he was completely on board with wanting to jump back in, into the game anyway. And, and again, story aside, it might've been a mutual discussion between him and him and Christian, but uh, I don't, I think now, and this is kind of a side note, I think now you're looking at the likeliest of choices for taking over as manager of the Droogs is Ken. Now, it's completely dependent upon whether or not Ken can commit to the time that managers now have to pour into their factions, mm-hmm. as opposed to just kind of being a figurehead as he kind of was with corruption before. But this one, th- this time, I, I, I just, I honestly, I just want to see Knights of Ken. And I, I just want to see Knights I, of Ken. I think they kind of set that up in that match mm-hmm. in that, like, Brandon Hanna was, like, the acting manager. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of insulting Ken, like, the entire time. And you yeah. could tell, like, Ken, Ken was starting to, he was getting a little miffed. Well, he was getting like, a little peeved. He's, he's like, okay, all right. Well. He, 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 was, he, he wasn't yeah. quite on board with the way that Hanna was talking to him. Yeah. So, I mean, you're planting the seeds for a potential storyline that could end up being fantastic. I mean, do you see a world right now where Ken becomes the manager, Brandon loses an IG match, and Ken goes, Hey, guess what, buddy? You're out. Go back to being a free agent. Possibly. I don't know technically if people can be dropped from teams at this point. I know you can't pick up players and you can't – or trade deadline is going to be, I believe, in August. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you can still technically drop players if you want to. You just can't pick up anybody up in their place. But yeah, so that might be a thing. But otherwise, you know, you're looking at a situation where whatever happens with the Droogs, uh, if Brandon doesn't like really do well in the IG tournament, he's not going to be protected for that team. Yeah. But that's kind of a side note. the The main topic here is the uh, Ken versus Ace match, in which case Ace. Ace is on people's radar now. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's the situation. You beat you beat the uh, the old dog in the in the division. You you're all of a sudden on the radar. Yeah. But he's going up against Laura Kelly next, who has already taken on and did a very good job playing against Alex Damon. Yeah, say if she didn't get a, I can't remember her match with Sean. If she didn't throw a perfect match. She threw a near perfect match, which is a little bit better than what Ace threw against Ken. Now, granted, <clears throat> Ace and Ken had some really hard questions in their round one, which were omitted by, I believe, intentionally. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a thing. But uh, you have to take that into consideration. Now you look at Ace going up against Laura Kelly. He's got he's got some work cut out for him. I know. Again, I feel like it's it feels it feels weird when you're like doubting someone who's who's steadily getting better, and he said he's steadily getting better. 
But man, it's for me right now. It's still hard to bet against Laura Kelly at this point, uh, based on her performances. And I also just kind of want to see Andrew Demolanta versus Laura Kelly again, and see if Demolanta can rise up and get his revenge. Rise, rise, <laughs> rise, young Demolanta. I don't know if I said rise or if I just belched. <laughs> Either way, excuse me. Stuff. I'll just cover my bases there. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, still interesting to see what's going on. Um, we've got some good matches this week yeah. as well, uh, which we need to get to filming some of these. So, uh, tomorrow night will be our live stream of the Star Wars reaction. Uh, once again, we're doing we're doing those live through uh, Streamyard uh, because we just don't know how to work Twitch TV, and I'm surprised I can even say it. Oh, I know how to work it. <clears throat> We're just doing it live. Yeah. I just don't we can't we can't do the same thing that we do with the YouTube videos where we are able to essentially pull the YouTube videos and put them into our video uh when it comes to editing. So because we can't find a way, way to do that with Twitch yet. Uh we're just going to go ahead and do it live and give a chance for everyone to come hang out with us while we uh while we do it live. Yeah. Doing it live. We're doing it live. So uh, that'll be tomorrow night, probably around like the same time. I think we've been doing it like at 11 p.m. Central Time. Yeah. Something like that. It'll be, uh, I believe, I if, if Schmo Bates is going on tomorrow night, typically we'll do it after Schmo Bates is over. Jake, you're in the chat. Uh, is Schmo Bates happening tomorrow night? Yeah. Is Schmo Bates happening? If it is, let us know. We'll do it typically after Schmo Bates. Yeah, if, so. Schmo, if Schmo Bates isn't happening, then we'll do it in place essentially in place of when Schmobates would normally be on uh, otherwise so we would do it after make sure you follow us on twitter at cinefanatics mlp we'll be giving updates on that like we did last week or if jake lets us know right now for a fact then there you go we can we can make up our mind right now we can make up our mind right now uh so that's what's happening this week uh also we'll go back uh this coming friday uh we will be on the let's get ready to talk schmodown podcast yeah. with them boys over there. Them boys. Uh, we will be talking some Schmodown and a whole bunch of other stuff. So Can't wait to hang out with Sugar Bear. Yeah. So, <laughs> yep. That, that's that's going to be fun. Uh, I'm I'm eager to to be able to participate in these things. Especially you got like... Uh, that was all the matches. Wow. We did just cover it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I, like, I'm eager to do that uh, <laughs> with, like, the uh, up and coming, I would say, more and more people who are creating this content adjacent yeah. i can't talk i'm so tired y'all these <laughs> it's been a long day yeah these content adjacent contents this content adjacent content show down adjacent, adjacent content there yes. you go you got it you got there i'm proud of you i'm the, proud of you look at you the sacks look at you. excuse me the sacks the sacs the show down adjacent contents so yeah we're gonna be hanging out with uh the let's get trying to make ready to gram to talk show down uh, boys, the uh, the Justins and the and the Ferrises and the the the, the sugars. sugars the sugars and oh <laughs> Saul, the, Saul. The let's get ready clowns wow so you're slumming it <laughs> dang it Saul look hey you know we we think highly of everybody until they uh, show themselves to be looked down upon. <clears throat> I feel like I'm talking about one specific person, to be honest. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, well, I'm... Never mind. <laughs> oh, Hannah. Yes, uh, never oh, mind. What? Excuse me? Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> we, we love Brandon. Hannah. Um, 
So that's that's going on this Friday. Um, and then I think that's and about then... it for this week right now off the top of my head. Uh, I will be getting some sleep. I will be in a better frame of mind eventually. <laughs> Liar. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> You're not getting any sleep. I'm off tomorrow, and I got to go to a store meeting. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, so Oof-a. so much for sleeping in tomorrow. Yep. Um, so going back up to a couple of comments and questions, uh, you got Garth. Uh, Drop some questions in there, guys. We'll we'll let's answer some questions. Ask us anything you want. I'm uh, I'm raring to ask some answer some questions. So you got Garth is saying that uh, Michael Keaton's real name is Michael Douglas, but yeah. he had to change it for acting. But he was still Michael Douglas when he was on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's what I'm wondering in these cases is, like, where's the leverage on the, on the name? Yeah. Because uh, Michael Douglas is a pretty common-sounding name. But by that point, like, who had who's already had the stronger, more profitable career? Who's more known by that name? Yeah. And then is there anything else you can do? Because, I mean, we see a lot where, let's say, for example, uh, you got Michael B. Jordan. Mm -hmm. His name is Michael Jordan. Yeah. But you got to throw that B in there. Otherwise, we're all thinking the the actor from uh, Space Jam. The actor from Space Jam. (laughs) I mean, uh, there's two actors out there named Michael Jordan. Just one of them has a B in his name. So, I mean, you're going to confuse me with these actors here. Right. Uh, I mean, that's what he's known for is Space Jam. I'm confused with Bugs Bunny and Bugs Malone. Yeah. My my voice is going. Yeah. Typically, it's your voice that goes. Now it's my voice. Uh, Pardis is saying we're getting a 36-person singles tournament, and Spectacular is December 6th. Uh, That's going to be fantastic. Um, I'm hoping Spectacular is still going to happen as a live oh, event. I hope so much because it's good to go. That is going to be the biggest Schmodown live event ever. Because yeah. everyone's going to go to that. Yeah. That's, so that's, and that's the other thing I actually wanted to bring up is that uh, <clears throat> uh, not assuming that they're not going to announce the full list of who's going to be in the roster, say, ne- by next week. They might. If they if they do, then maybe next tagline we can actually kind of break it down or something and kind of go over, maybe do our rundown on who we think is going to win each of these matches or something. Rundown is another show. Oh, hush. Um, them, them rundown, boys. Um, but no, uh, if they don't, if they don't announce who's on the on the bracket for by next week, then maybe we can just do our own predictive list as to who do we think is going to be in each each faction. Who are they going to put up? Mm-hmm. Which could be fun. It could be a lot of fun to hang out and do on the chat. I know uh, C2A was doing that also on their uh, on their call live on Sunday. But we haven't done it, and we can do it too. Yeah. <laughs> and we can do it live also. <laughs> we can do it live. We can do it live, and it'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, so, <laughs> was there anything else? Oh, Garth is asking Chris, just for fun, who did the cinematography on La La Land? Uh, his name is Linus Sandgren. Really? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Who was the first person to dream up of the storyline of La La Land? Probably Damien Chazelle. Oh, okay. I would assume. That's fairly easy. It's written. 
boy. <laughs> he was the costume designer for La La Land. Oh, I have no clue. <laughs> yes, I stumped yeah. him. Uh, Finally, he has been stumped. The Mormons in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> they came up with Ryan Gosling's uh, white button-down and black tie look. <laughs> Jeez. Which is kind of loosely a joke that Drew was making on the uh, Video Chronic pop culture quiz last night because that's how Brandon came to the match dressed. But, you know, a good joke is a good joke no matter when it's told. Yeah. Uh, Saul saying, actually, when it comes to the whole name situation with actors, it's a union issue. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the union has to kind of step in and kind of help regulate some of these things. Regulators. They regulate any stealing of this property, and they're dang good, too. Oh, gosh. But you can't be any geek off the street. <laughs> you got to be handy with the stealing, you know, or earn your keep. Uh, now, question. Am I quoting a movie, or am I quoting a song? Yes. Uh, it's from 8 Mile, right? No. It's both. I'm just kidding. It's Young Guns. Uh, that was close. And, <laughs> and a Warren G song. Oh. Or regular. I was right. It is both. Just hit the east side of the LBC. Just, uh, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Brandon Buckingham says, uh, just watched Riley's stream with Jason Inman and apparently the proposed story for the flash has a back to the future two vibe. Here's the, I love that story. Back to the future two is actually my favorite of the three because I love the idea, the storyline idea that they had that the old Biff takes the sports almanac back in time, creates that alternate timeline, which essentially is also kind of how flashpoint came about. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that he saves his mom, and that's what creates that tangent uh, 1985, (laughs) alternate 1985 universe. Yeah. Uh, So I kind of like this idea, and that's what I'm really hoping to see them do with it. But, again, going back to the idea that they could potentially start incorporating other alternate dimensions, alternate timelines, Mm -hmm. universes, this could be huge if it's done right. Yeah. Um. I think that's interesting. It's interesting that the uh, the Flash would have would have would have that kind of a vibe. Uh, but Brandon bringing up Jason on Riley's stream reminded me that that's actually my other choice for uh, manager for the Droogs. Bring Jason Inman back and let him be a manager for the team. Now, granted, I again I don't know what Jason Inman's schedule or his time looks like. I know he had to step away because of all his other projects and everything else he wanted to do. He had to step away from competing. So I don't know if managing is a little bit easier, works with his schedule better, but I just like the idea mostly because Scott Mance is on the Droogs now, mm-hmm. and you kind of bring back that uh, Team Trek vibe a little bit with the uh, partnership of Mance and Jason Inman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I I think that would be a great way to bring someone like Inman back into the fold where he doesn't have to necessarily commit to competing again. I know a lot of people, uh, people on uh, – it's either backstage or SCN live today. I think it was backstage. We're asking Roka if maybe, you know, Matt Nost comes back as a manager for the Droogs. And uh, that one that one doesn't work as much for me. Uh, if Nost comes back, he's going to have to be doing something somewhere with Roka or I don't know. I just feel like Nost, Nost is always, always, always is second with Roka. So, I don't know. Maybe he comes back and he's still able to do something on his own. But I, I like the idea of Inman coming back because Mance is on the Droogs. Yeah. Being the manager. But um, that's a complete side, side point. 
the scene they outline where the Flash makes out with Bruce Wayne's mom is going to be kind of risky. Well, that'll be interesting to see. <laughs> What's your name? It's uh, Under Armour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nike. <laughs> Nike. Hmm. I don't know which shoulder it's on. Anyways. The one you didn't look at. Yeah. <laughs> That's usually the way these work out. I don't know my spatial camera positions. Because it's late and you're tired. I'm late, tired. I know my stage left and stage right, though, so, I mean, that's amazing. Do you now? Upstage, downstage. Um, Garcia costume designed by Alex Angelino and Mary Zofras. Way to pull that one, Garth. <laughs> okay. Okay, so it's... It's a little after 11.30 Central Time. Uh, it is time for bed, so we're going to wrap this up. <laughs> it's your time for bed. It's my time for bed. My time i got to get up early on my day off. It's my time to eat something. <clears throat> yeah. So we're going to wrap this up. This has been a lot of fun tonight. Great conversation, great topics. Uh, a lot of good questions in the chat. Uh, like to thank all of y'all for being here. Yeah. And you take over while I get everything wrapped up, ready to wrap up. Yeah, I'm I'm very grateful. We had a lot of a lot of great people in the chat tonight popping in here. Some some new faces, some returning faces. Thankful for everybody popping up. Uh, feel free to please keep coming back every Tuesday. We love we love chatting with you guys and having you guys here and being a part of the show. So yeah. So make sure you follow us at MLP. That is yeah. on uh, Twitter, on Instagram. You can also see our Twitter and Instagram handles below on the screen. They're it's, actually right. They're right my, here. My handle's right here. That's he's pointing at his name. Right there. It's right there. Um, it's underneath my name right there. So <laughs> make sure y'all do that. Also, uh, hop on this uh, Patreon uh, thing. We've got a, apparently we've got a Patreon where we're doing stuff. It's a Patreon thing. We're gonna be doing a uh, Schmodown watch along. It's gonna be, yes. I believe, the Above the Line versus Patriots from Spectacular. That's gonna be uh, fantastic. I know we got so we got that live show with uh, with Shug over at the. Let's get ready to talk. I think I, I think I have an idea. I need to run it by you on when we're going to do the uh, the Schmodown watch along uh, for this month because I know the month's ending here. We need to stay on top of this. Uh, yep. But I have a feeling if you agree to it, uh, we're going to be doing that watch along very soon. So again, make sure you follow on Patreon. Make sure you follow us on our uh, on our Twitter because we will be updating exactly when that's going to happen. So yeah. Those of you who are at the $5 level or higher will be able to watch that watch along. Uh, it's going to be a little bit different than our normal reactions. It's, it's going to be more of a layback. We're just going to be playing playing along with it, uh, making some comments on it. Uh, I, I think that, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think we've actually reacted to that one before. Was uh, that if that was before we started reacting? Then no, we haven't. So that would well, be that would make sense. That would be yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, nailed it. See, we got it. We worked it out. Uh, that would be a fresh reaction from us at that point. So yeah, that's that is watching that watch along. I believe is at the five dollar tier. So if you want to watch that watch along whenever it drops, jump on the Patreon on that five dollar tier. That's where you, you're going to get that at. Uh, if you want to be able to help be a part of deciding what matches we watch along to, with, though, that's at the $10 tier, and you also get those movie watch-alongs at that tier as well. So yeah, we uh, we could use as many people jumping on there and kind of supporting what we're doing here as possible because the more support we get, the more we're going to be able to do more and more just on the regular channel and on Patreon to even do even more things and make bigger and better tiers with even more things and i'm just saying i'm excited and as much support as people are able to give us we want to in turn give great content back to everybody so yeah 
Uh, got a couple. I think we got a couple ideas brewing of some stuff that we may be able to do. We're still gonna flesh that out, but I mean, flesh it out. Flesh it. Stuff. 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 Flesh. Anyways, uh, Gar says stop making that teapot song. This is my handle. This is my spout. Really creepy. Hey, you know what? That's your name down there. You're looking at your name. You take it however you want. If you want it to be creepy, that's creepy. If you don't want it to be creepy, then Then his name is Chris Adams. You can follow him at Chris Adams MLP on Twitter and Instagram. (laughs) Weird plug. (laughs) Just what the... (laughs) Anyways. You haven't seen a weird plug. Oh, God. All right. We're ending this stream now. Uh, That's going to do it for tonight. Again, thank you all for watching. Thank you. uh, Real quick. Yeah. Part of says, what does the MLP stand for in the Twitter handle? It still stands for Method Living Productions. That is the name of my production company that you can find Cinefanatics being the child of. It's the parent company, and it's also what I'm attempting to try to do for a living in the meantime, which is uh, shooting videos, corporate, wedding, all that type of stuff. So, Which everyone's just itching to get that done right now. Yeah, nobody really wants to do big video stuff when you could get sick dang it garth really (laughs) it's not my little pony good lord (laughs) if it isn't jth it's garth mcmurray (laughs) everyone loves the my little pony here's the thing when we first thought of that when i first mentioned mlp even like to like co-workers way back when everyone's like oh my little pony okay no it's it's method living productions again not meth living because not on meth it's method, like a method actor. Oh. Only life, oh, not acting. I like that connection. Yeah, see? You should use that as the name of a business. Jake said Meth Lab Productions. Can I ban Jake? Yeah, we have him as a moderator. I don't think you can... I can't ban Jake. Yeah. I'm not Ben Gunn. <clears throat> yeah. Anyways, that's going to do it for tonight, and let's play the music. Is it playing yet? I'm dancing. I hear the neighbor's music, actually. I'm dancing. Is it yeah. playing? All right. The music is now playing, so y'all have a great evening. Again, thank y'all for watching. Thank you for being a part of this. We will see y'all next Tuesday, and hopefully we'll see you also tomorrow night when we do a Star Wars uh, live stream thingy. Anyway, see y'all later. Good night. Yeah.